1: everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. My name is Peter Mingles. We started Building Fortunes Radio, I affectionately say, towards the tail end of 2012, beginning part of 2013. So we've been doing this for a while. One of the reasons why I did this is because I was associated with a lot of different trade associations, and I found that people sometimes, the pro guys want to talk about the pro MLM stuff, and the anti guys want to talk about the anti MLM stuff usually only. And I wanted to be able to speak about the industry, which might include just about everything. So in a changing industry where there's, uh, just like every other industry, there's good stuff and there's other stuff you have to watch out for. I wanted this platform. So we started building Fortune's radio. Sometimes I do the radio shows ourselves. If you go to the website, you'll see there's lots of other radio shows as well. But every once in a while, I reach out to people that specialize in specific areas that are friends of ours through the trade associations as well. And I asked them to be on our uh, radio shows. And today, we're going to introduce a new book she's got coming out, as well as talk about some of the things that are happening in the industry. And that's Donna Marie Saratella. So Saratella, Donna Marie is usually pretty easy to spell. The Saratella thing is also quite easy. But if you're looking for her other radio shows that we've done on Building Fortress Radio, because she's done a few, you have to spell her name, S-E-R-R-I-T-E. L L A, so there's a couple of double digits in there, and there's a couple of single ones. S E double R, I single T, E double A, double L rather, and then an A at the end. So um, Donna Marie Saratella is a gal who has been associated with this industry for a really long time, and she focuses on working with distributors and companies, uh, lots of times with companies on compliance. And if there's one topic that's usually somewhat ignored by some of the newer companies or some of the companies that aren't doing things the right way, it's compliance. So I bring her on to be able to talk about some of the things that are happening with compliance and all that sort of stuff. And if you're a company and you're looking to hire a great gal, make sure you, talk, make sure you look her up. We're going to make sure that you have her contact information in a second. We're going to talk about a couple of topics today. But Donna Marie, thanks for being here on this radio show.
2: Thank you very much, Peter. I'm looking forward to it. Again, thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. Okay, so as we get into it, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the directions that some companies are moving in the post-COVID, I'm going to say, era. So just as a little side note, you know, MLM has always been modifying and changing based on the tools that might be available. You know, there was the telephone so a lot of people were using long-distance services, and there were fax machines, and then all of a sudden comes the Internet, and then with the Internet comes, you know, self-replicating websites. And then there's this thing called social media, which is really great, like Facebook, where things could be free. You know, you can post things, and then there's YouTube, where you can post videos, and then there's all kinds of other social media, everything from TikTok to Instagram to whatever other maybe special social media things that you have available, and all these things raise issues when it comes to compliance, and the industry was kind of trying to move with the cheese as it goes. However, then COVID happened, and when COVID happened, you know, our fine government uh, decided that we want to close down a lot of places, and a lot of you guys aren't allowed to move anywhere, so there was a huge influx, I'm sure, in some companies of brand new people, and Mm brand-new people bring lots of problems. And on the compliance issue, you give a microphone to somebody who's new, and they're going to open up a whole bunch of can of worms because they don't understand that you can't say certain things even if you believe they're true, or even if they Mm -hmm. are true. You might not be able to say things. So the whole COVID thing really kicked the, the, let's say, in, in, in Texas and Florida and southern areas, we have these things called fire ants, If you kick that fire in, so that beehive, or that other whatever else you might kick, really start to spur things up a lot when it comes to compliance. So, since many people may be first-time listeners to you, um, talk to us about some of the things that you do with your company on compliance to help customers, and I'm not, I'm sorry, companies and distributors.
2: Great, I would love to. Well, we believe in four pillars, if you would, of compliance for a direct selling company. We look at the management of the department of compliance what are they doing what do the regulators expect a compliance department to do write sops and do all those kinds of things and then we educate the field we educate the staff we educate the owners sometimes peter it's the owners that are out there making the statements that they shouldn't be making so we we educate And then we, of course, monitor and do the enforcement of the policy. So if somebody does mess up, we give them a courtesy warning. If they do it again, they get a suspension. And if they do it again, they might get terminated. But, you know, we believe in a four-prong approach to compliance departments. And it's important for the new person to know that the department is available and that there are training tools available so that they don't get in trouble right off the bat on social media.
1: Excellent. Okay, good so I'm assuming or guessing that lots of companies were trying to figure out the transition of what was happening because they couldn't do home meetings anymore. They couldn't do Mm -hmm. events. There was a big lockdown. So there are a lot of customers and companies that were looking to figure out, how am I going to sell my next product or recruit my next salesperson? And that probably raised some issues with compliance, but also, let's say, sales and recruiting. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is we figured there would be an inevitable, and there always is, let's say, merging together of some companies. You know, some companies that are you? dying, some get um, uh, swallowed up, if you will, or acquired by companies that are bigger, whether they just want their yeah. database or their product line or distributors. So we knew some of that stuff would be going on, and we knew that, you know, uh, network marketing or MLM was supposed to be a channel of distribution where things were not, Sold in retail, so retail was one of the things like no, we'll never bring in retail, and then all of a sudden stuff started showing up in Target, maybe Walmart, and certainly available through Amazon, and yeah. some com- and some companies are calling this new channel of distribution an omni-channel. So they're they're basically and also we have to uh, add into that the push and Sincere threat from the FTC about lack of retail customers so distributors buying from the company may be commissionable but there if it's too high as far as a ratio it, it creates what we call a pyramid scheme so there's lots of companies that were put on notice about you know hey you know do you have sales to outside customers and one of the things that companies were trying to do is basically be proactive and make sure they had more customers that had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the deal, and one of the simplest ways to do that is to do it it through online retail outlets like Amazon, where they can get Mm -hmm. some of the benefits of the customer paying the shipping through Prime uh, and all that sort of stuff as well. So this omni-channel concept kind of came about, I guess somebody slapped a label on it, but it probably means a couple of different things to a couple of different people. So talk to us a little bit about... The, the, the changes in compensations or the com- changes in distribution, and if you want, blend in that omni-channel uh, label in there as well.
2: Okay, great. Well, I think the biggest change in direct selling is the affiliate model. You know, the compensation plans of the old days that were so complicated you couldn't figure them out are coming to an end. I, I think that we're going to see a lot more affiliate models we're going to see a lot more simple compensation plans that people can work and know where their money's coming from. So that that's something that's coming down the pike. Um, the omni-channel thing, interestingly enough, does mean a, a ton of different things. The one thing that I had learned about it was they had so many problems. When I started with monitoring, we had so many problems with people selling product on Amazon. And it was product that they – either bought from the company and resold, or they got a quantity discount because they were buying so much of it, or whatever, but they were selling a lot of product on Amazon. And that's not okay if you're a distributor according to your policies and procedures, most all of them. Uh, But what they've done now is they've created an omni-channel for the company to have a main position with uh, Amazon and that no other smaller companies or smaller sellers can go in they have to be in the main channel of the company which is just cut out all that little uh, piddly sales on Amazon for some companies some companies don't know that they can do this but they can set this up with Amazon's blessing And put their sales through Amazon. Now, you're right, that might create a little bit of a challenge because it's independent distributors that are supposed to sell the products, not the company. Uh, So in those cases, sometimes companies will dole out the new customers to distributors for them to um, service, customer service, uh, and make sure that the product is being taken properly and um, get results and testimonials and those things. So the omni-channel relative to direct selling has to do with Amazon. The omni-channel relative to other business platforms that I just went to a, a, a conference here in Vegas this past week, they talk about it being you know, a big business logistics kind of channel where you run everything through uh, this company um, that's, you know, shipping, manufacturing, customer service, sales, all of that, the CRM and all of that. So it does mean a couple of different things, but the, the bottom line is making distributors and affiliates and independent uh, distributors and customers making their experience of customer service excellent because that's what's going to retain them. And retention is really the name of the game in the direct selling industry.
1: Right. So this omni-channel concept has, I'm sure, become controversial between and maybe added some friction between the field and the companies. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be kind of curious to see how that stuff happens. Like, for instance, we were going back and forth with um, uh, conversations about Tupperware. So Tupperware Mm -hmm. is really in, in trouble, and they try to put their products in a retail store called Target, and um that created some challenges I'm sure. And then they try to yeah. sell them through Amazon and that's gonna create some problems I'm sure. Avon is doing the same thing. New Skin I believe I heard has this concept of this omni channel thing or this affiliate program kinda of on the back burner or starting to develop as well. So this has got to create some friction for anybody who's actually trying to sell a product. So right. I don't know what you're what you're seeing because you're dealing with, you know, we all deal with either a lot or a few customers or a lot of few companies and distributors, but what are you seeing as far as the feedback coming from both sides, the company well, and then also the feedback think, from the distributors?
2: The distributors are not happy seeing their noni juice in Costco. They do not want to get their products from a store. This is all about the personal experience, the one-on-one experience. That's what it's all about. And distribution so um it's it's not setting well with the distributors, and they've got to come up with a solution and The solution is the it's it's the beachbody model where they had the 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 radio or t v commercials they brought those people in, then they assigned them to a distributor, and the distributor serviced them so that is a better i think model for the distributors to get a fair shake on it because it's really not fair for the company to go out there and you know, sell their their wares on uh, retail channels.
1: Right. So I'll use an example showing how old I am. So when I was with Electrolux, the vacuum cleaner company, um, we had what we would consider price protection. So for all those people listening in, I started in 1984. So this was Hmm. before the internet or before the real internet. So I had a good run. Of no competition with people being able to price shop my product so most of the times I got into a home unannounced because we knocked on the door and they weren't expecting us then we did our demonstration it was silly sally bungles catches quickly we showed the need we dug a lot of dirt we closed the sale and went the price was the price and then if we wanted to give them a good deal it was a perceived good deal based on a trade-in or whatever but we were able to control the whole situation and mm-hmm. what didn't happen is the customer didn't grab their cell phone, which didn't exist at that time, and they didn't go search on, you know, Google or Amazon for the same product I was showing them in the same house.
2: Because if they did,
1: right, or eBay, because if they did, after I made the sale, I might not get paid the commission. Meaning, wait a minute, I knocked on the 100 doors, I did the three demonstrations, I got in here and dug those 100 piles of dirt, I peeled off a corner of the corner sheet of the mattress and dug the dust mites out of the mattress. I created the sale, but then you're going to buy it from Amazon for $5 less. I I never had a deal with that because the internet wasn't created back then. There was no price competition along the same way today. Mm -hmm. a A lot of people don't know that Beachbody, like you referenced, they must be a huge advertiser On radio commercials like Fox News, you'll hear about Mm. uh, whatever it is, and you'll hear about, hey, if you want a great way to be able to have a fit body, I'm butchering up their commercial, if you want a great way to have a fit body, just uh, just sign up over here or or, dial this number, and they didn't realize that that was a commercial for um, an MLM company. And TriVita was real big at that as well. I don't know if they still do it. But that's how they got a lot of their customers, and I think that's the best way to do it because you're giving a lead to somebody who earned it, meaning whether they paid for it, but they earned it, and they did the things that were necessary to separate themselves from just somebody going in there. And, oh, here – that was that product that that guy demonstrated or that person's been calling me up incessantly for the last year and a half you know, showing me all this stuff and having hours long conversations with me I could buy that on the shelf over at Costco for the same price or less for the same price or less naturally there'd be some friction in the sales force if it's mismanaged so it has to Mm -hmm. be understood, I'm sure they're doing it for a reason but let's do this, we're going to take a little commercial break and then we're going to talk about the new book you have coming out, we'll be right back
0: Thanks for listening to Building Portions Radio if you sell a product or service, then you should check out NetworkLead.com. Just visit www.networklead.com. For over 18 years, PM Marketing has helped distributors build their home-based businesses through lead generation, website development, automated email delivery systems, and sales training. If you're looking for a way to increase your skills and increase the number of people that see your product or opportunity, NetworkLead.com can help. To learn more, visit www.networklead.com ask about their lead management system, capture pages, personalized websites, MLM training, humongous blog, the humongous classified ad network, building fortunes radio, or their webinar schedule. Networkleads.com can be your one-stop shop for everything you need. And now, back to our show.
1: We're back. Peter Ringles here with Donna Marie Serratella, S-E-R-R-I-T-E-L-L-A. She's going to have a guest page, and she actually does have a guest page on Building Fortunes Radio. If you type in her name when you look for guests, you'll be able to hear this and the previous radio shows that we've done. So Donna Marie, we were kind of teasing people a little bit to say that you have a book coming out. So can you share with us a little bit about you know the book and why the book and how to get it?
2: Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's called Almost Everything MLM, and it's going to be a little pocket guide for people to use to just get started with the basics, you know. And and like we talked about, that new person that might not know what to, to say or not to say, they would get the little pocket guide, and they could read through it in a pretty quick, you know, manner. It's not a, you know, 500-page book. This is a little pocket guide. So they can look at some different things, mostly the seven things you need to know before joining an mlm uh, you know that is so key you can't just like you were talking about with the with the program you were in you you had that element of surprise and you could do a presentation and a price and and make a sale pretty quickly with uh what you had in the, in the past but with cell phones and with everything going on you really do need to know certain things before you make an MLM decision. And I'm, I'm just against people going to a meeting and jumping into something because it really is a decision you have to make based on key parameters that are important to you. The product, the product is so important. If you don't like the product, don't even think about signing up. I mean, that's ridiculous. You've got to be able to be married to that product, be passionate about that product, and tell everyone about that product so if you're not crazy about the product it's not the right company for you and you don't have to join the first company that someone brings you to there are what peter are there are there hundreds are there thousands do we even know how many direct selling companies there are
1: yeah who knows i mean that who, who really knows some of them get registered some of them don't we really don't know Mhm. hmm
2: mm-hmm. so so you know it's
1: okay so so keep going, and then I want you to tell us because yeah. uh, I don't want to run out of time. I want you to tell go us ahead. how to go get the book.
2: Okay, the book is available through my website at this point. It's going to be published through Amazon, so it'll be on Amazon shortly. But um, they can get it off of my website. Uh, they can pre-order for the book. Okay. You know, MLMs MLMers sometimes won't leave you alone, and you've got to be able to come from a place of knowledge. If you don't know what a stair-step breakaway compensation plan is, or what a sponsor is, or even what a sales organization is. These are basic terms in the MLM world. And we don't want to see people get overwhelmed by a, 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 I I don't want to say uh, Mr. Ponzi, but there was actually a guy named Ponzi and he had a, a, a pyramid scheme going. And um, we don't want anybody to get scammed by a Mr. Ponzi, so to speak.
1: Right, and there's a lot of people. I remember when I was in direct sales with ElectroLux. I I'm going to use an example, um, and Donna Marie, you might like this too, because I grew up in kind of like an Italian family. It's kind of like Uh we you eat what we feed you. So you know, if if it's on the plate, that's what you eat, and if you don't, you either eat it or wear it. And my brother Vincent (laughs) looks really good in spaghetti. So, so, so we had that kind of growing up, which might add to a little bit of my you know mental issues, but the reality was is that we eat you know you eat what we feed you, so in an MLm company, many times it's the same thing, just like in my direct sales company, I ate what they fed me, so I knew what they taught me, and i didn 't eat because I liked the people in the company, and the stuff that they were teaching me made sense to me. Um, at that time and all that sort of stuff i was basically in my own little uh, let's call it groupthink cult whatever you want to call it but the reality was is i was in my little bubble and i didn't look mm. outside so if you ask me what a pyramid was i can cons- i will sincerely tell you i would have probably got it wrong if you would have asked me what a ponzi scheme was i would have said maybe f- like almost the same thing but I probably would have got it wrong. If somebody would have said, you know, what does the FTC really do? And I would have gotten it wrong. If you would have said, what's an income claim or a medical claim? I probably would have gotten it wrong. So I could have been successful financially and moving up that corporate ladder, but completely wrong and a lot of the things, and that was my quote-unquote profession. I mean, that was my only source of income, or if I was doing it like as a side gig, a significant source of my income. And I would say, I don't know the percentage, so I'm going to just say very, very, very high percentage of people could not honestly pass a test if we said, okay, no one's going to know. This is going to be done in Most of them won't be able to pass even a basic test. So mm-hmm. and that, that's, <laughs> like, that's that's bad. Like that's <laughs> bad, and especially if you're going to reveal your ignorance in a politely spoken word, if you're going to reveal your ignorance on a Zoom call with your downline mm-hmm. that somebody might inf- infiltrate, or if you're going to reveal your ignorance on a presentation like a like a recruiting presentation or a product presentation, if you're going to reveal your ignorance to the world that can be recorded and retrieved, um, that's that's bad. So you want to learn the stuff that's in that little handbook that you're referencing right here. So I'll let you comment on what I just mentioned.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, people just, they get so excited. And the products is what, you know, usually tips it off. They get so excited because they found a product that helps them sleep better. And then they go into a conversation with someone about, you know, how they couldn't sleep, and they had insomnia, and they were taking Ambien, and they were doing this, and they were doing that, and man, oh, man, the next thing you know, this product sounds like the next miracle drug known to mankind. And they're telling their truth. They believe this about the product. But unfortunately, in today's uh, times, with regulatory bodies, the FTC, the FDA, the SEC, the Attorney General, the FBI, and everybody else, these people are watching for people that make income or product claims that are unsubstantiated, so just because it may have cleared up a rash for you and you're representing it that it you know grew back a limb on your arm uh, on your body you know you you've got to be really careful what you say. everything like you said is recorded. everything is on film these days, so don't Absolutely. be, you know, ignorant and not know what you can and cannot say about a product.
1: Right, and mm. even if it's the truth as you know it. <clears throat> so yeah. just, as a, just as a quickie thing, a long, long, long time ago when I was looking to do – when I moved from Chicago to Florida, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I flew back to Chicago because a couple of my friends said, listen, we want to talk about doing an MLM. One of my friends, John, uh, talked about Noni Juice, Mirinda specifically, the Noni Juice, and everybody kind of really? laughed at him because of the things that he said, but he said something about arthritis and, um, I had bad shoulder pain based on me joining an MLM company called Envirotech. They had a car hey. polish. It was a dry washing guard. As a matter of fact, over oh. in Las Vegas where you are, um, oh. and rush, rush Ron Yankee, I think his name was anyway. So I waxed on waxed off everything that I could oh. inside and outside my house. And I really screwed up my shoulder. I really did. So, I couldn't sleep at night, so and it hurt, and surgeons wanted to do surgery and everybody else. So anyway, my friend John said, um, you know, something about the Noni juice, and we all laughed at him because it had a guy with a shell, and he told her these stupid stories. And I said, well, John, you said something about arthritis. I'll buy that bottle from you. So it was the only one he had. I brought it home with me. I took it, like literally two days later, my shoulder pain went away, and he had to put in the refrigerator. My wife saw it. So she said, what's this? I said, well, why don't you finish it? I had great results. I don't think this happened, but my shoulder's been hurting for six months, and two days after I take this Noni juice, my shoulder pain went away. I don't know. Like, this is crazy. But I said, why don't you take it? I'll buy a case. So in between the time that I said, why don't you take it, I'll buy a case. I wasn't using it. My shoulder pain came back. When I got my case, I I, I started to do my... Noni juice and my shoulder pain went away never, and, by the way, never came back. So the reality was, oh. and I was on Noni juice for, for a year or two on an auto ship as just a regular customer, not interested in building the crazy thing. But my story was true in my pea brain little mind. I didn't need to have a $100 million double-blind study. I'm telling you. Right. I took the product. It worked. I didn't take the product. It didn't work. I took it again. It worked. It works. But I can't say yeah. that. Like I can't say yeah. that. So the yeah. as a distributor, now I might be able to say that as a customer, like a customer testimonial I might be able to say that because yeah. I'm just a customer, but as a distributor I can't say that because I have an incentive to try to sell a product. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that. So mm-hmm. your book, your compliance and everything else kind of helps that very realistic situation that happens in every MLM hundreds, thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of times a day or a month. So this is why mm-hmm. you really need to understand compliance. So before we run out mm-hmm. of time, Give us one more time how they get in touch with you and where they can buy that book.
2: Well, that's easy. The name of my business is Direct Selling Solutions. So if you think of direct selling, direct selling solutions. And you can reach me at donnamarie at directsellingsolutions.com. That's my email address, donnamarie, one word, at directsellingsolutions.com. So that's my email address. and Of course, my website is Solutions. Uh, on the web dot com and can I get my phone number? Absolutely. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. It's 702-439-3138. You can call me anytime if you'd like to call or email me. Uh, if you'd like to receive a copy of the seven things you need to know before you join an MLM, those are going to be going out next week when our viral campaign hits and we're real excited about that, Peter. Uh, If anyone's on Facebook or Instagram or social media and they've been seeing something from me saying he's coming, he's close, and he's almost here, that's what I'm talking about. Next week we'll talk about it. Maybe I'll come back on the show and tell you a little bit more about it.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'll I'll make sure that happens. So check it out, directsellingsolutions.com, directsellingsolutions.com. You'll find the book there. Buy the book. Pre-buy the book. And this is something that people that are pro-MLM have to buy. And this is people that are anti-MLM. The anti-MLMers, they, even though they might have some valid points, they re, they make mm-hmm. themselves look ridiculous because they don't understand the industry that they're criticizing. So they step, on, mm-hmm. they step on their feet, they step on their tongue, they put their foot in their mouth all the time, and they take away some of the valid criticism that might happen in the MLM world. So it's good for people that are pro, it's good for people that are anti, yes. and for those people yes. that are leaders – It's something you should buy lots of copies for to make sure that all of your leaders know they're doing the right thing. Because the worst thing in the world is you lose a leader due to a termination that you don't want to lose because they do the wrong thing. And most of the times, they're they're not like a little bit guilty. They're multiple times guilty because they've done that presentation about three hundred times, right? Because they're a serious leader. Mm
2: -hmm. They have uh,
1: Mm five hundred YouTube videos out there. You know, eighty-seven million social media clips out there and then they get a letter that says you know mm-hmm. what are you doing and it's not like I oh mm-hmm. I did it once no you did it forever I mean you're you're a repeat mm-hmm. offender you should be termed yeah. be put on the, the death penalty for infractions of all of our policies so, so anyway we'll catch you next time on am building fortunes radio direct selling solutions thank you Donna Marie we'll
2: catch you next time thank you.
0: you've been listening to building fortunes radio on BuildingFortunesRadio.com. thanks for listening